0: This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter Hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, Hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really
1: want to know what love is?
0: Yeah. Yes,
2: tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just
1: shut up. You had me at hello.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined once again with Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noel.
2: Hi,
0: Steve. So Noelle is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of nine best-selling books. And today, uh, Noelle is going to share her knowledge about listening, uh, which can really be a marriage-saving device. Um, so a lot of times we think of communicating um, in, in, in marriage or relationships is about really how you talk to your partner and talk with one another uh, which which is a large part of it and um, we learn how important it is to be clear uh, and concise w- in the conversations that we have and to be straightforward and honest in our communication with our spouses and to not talk down to them and, and, and say bad things in front of other people and, and things of that nature um, but there's also this other really important component to communication and that is something we I'll often take for granted, which is listening.
2: Yep. See, the, the, the thing is, Steve, is that we think because we have two ears that we know how to listen to our spouses,
1: mm-hmm. which
2: is roughly the same thing as saying because you can drive your car through city streets, you can drive the Indy 500. Not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't think I can, but I'm pretty sure my wife could drive the Indy 500. <laughs> And she would she would tell you the same thing yeah. too. <laughs>
2: yeah, but the, the fallacy it's like people who watch you know the, um, a movie or something and say God, you know, I could I could act that that's easy. Yeah. And what you don't realize is just because you have the equipment, right? You have the ears. Most yes. Of do, that um, you can you you are really listening, and that's a fallacy.
0: Hmm. Definitely. Uh, so so in, So where do we go wrong? I mean, what's the difference between? hearing what your spouse says, and actually listening to what they're
2: saying? Well, hearing is exactly what it, what it sounds like. It is capturing sound with your ears. Hearing is simply using the radar dish that is your ear to get the, let the sound go in. But listening is where you get to use your brain, which, of course, is where the trouble starts. <laughs> listening is using your brain to accurately sort out what your partner is saying. So hearing is literally capturing everything. You know, whatever is a sound vibration enters your ear canal and gets translated. That, that's hearing. But listening is, is a sorting out a filtering process, if you will, that is purely brain stuff. And so what happens, though, is that if you're really listening, you're not trying to figure out what's wrong with what your spouse is saying, which we do a lot of. Listening means that you are not sitting there getting ready to make your next point, which mm-hmm. is also what we do a lot of. So if I could give you an example, Steve, because this yeah. is what makes things easier. <laughs> Let's say your partner says, I don't want to go to your mother's for Sunday night dinner. Mm-hmm. You jump to, well, why not? Mother makes a great Sunday dinner. By doing that, you've just made your spouse wrong for having a different pre- preference. You're not listening to the important part of their comment, which was, I don't want. <laughs> so, you know, you you come back with, well, why not? Mother makes a great Sunday dinner. And your, your mate continues with, well, I can make a perfectly decent Sunday dinner. Uh-huh. Now, you're already lining up your next point. You're ready here. Yeah. You go, well, Mom will make roast beef, and we can't afford a roast right now. You haven't listened at all. Okay.
0: And, you know, <laughs> this reminds me, have you ever seen the movie uh, White Men Can't Jump? Yes. And they have that long banter bantering scene about, one, he can hear Jimi Hendrix, but he doesn't listen to Jimi Hendrix. And, Absolutely. And this is kind of that exact same thing here that we're talking about. We're, we're it not totally is. We're not totally. connecting and with – the
2: reason that scene worked in that movie is so many of us could relate.
0: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. The, be- you know, the best comedy is the one that strikes a, a true chord to it. So, so um, when, when, you're, when you're really listening, um, it, 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 it's a connector because you, you're paying attention to what your um, spouse is trying to, to, to convey. Um, mm-hmm. So, so how, how, how is listening a powerful connector? How do we get in tune with that?
2: Well, before we get to the connector part, we need to, to talk just for a moment about what listening would involve okay in our our example so for example it would be something like your partner says i don't want to go to your mother's for sunday dinner if you're really listening you'd say oh what's that about for you in a neutral tone of voice that doesn't imply your partner is a giant doofus for voicing a difference of opinion Mm -hmm. you don't go well why not in a way that says you're wrong you deliberately use a phrase like what's that about for you or how so because that encourages free expression so in other words steve what you want to do when you're listening you're opening a conversation when we don't listen we close the conversation before it's even begun and, and that's really why listening is important you know what do you know? maybe your mate was troubled by something your mom said about the kids, or or maybe your spouse wants to do something more romantic or spontaneous or whatever that sunday night uh-huh. but you'll never know unless you rein in your need to voice your opinion, which is so very strong for us, Mm
1: -hmm. and make
2: it okay for your spouse to express him or herself first. So listening has an awful lot to do with really loving. It's putting your need to, you know, sort of knee-jerk your own opinion, your own want, your own whatever, on the back burner for just a few moments so that you can literally get in your brain what it is that Your partner wants to get across to you, and that's why, Steve, listening done right is a powerful connector between spouses.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I can tell you too, as a as a journalist, one of the things that uh, we're taught is when you're doing interviews and things, the best stuff comes when you're when, not when you're asking the questions, but when you're just listening and letting them carry the conversation because that's and and particularly when y- you you ask us just a short little small question and then you let them talk and then you just give them a a pause before asking your next question and inevitably most people will continue to get a little bit more they'll they'll dig a little bit deeper into the conversation mm-hmm. and that's where the really good nuggets come from mm-hmm.
2: But again, what does that require? That requires that you don't sit there and, and either contradict what they've said or point out something different than what they – you just kind of – just keep letting it get open.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You,
2: the, oh, go ahead. Yeah. It's, it's just a certain self-discipline.
0: Yeah. I was going to say that's, one, that, that's another one of those tools, which is uh, you don't shut down one of their thoughts. Because you don't know where it's going to go, and that's exactly what you were talking about. You don't know what that dinner was going to entail. You don't know if they were going to offer some sort of surprise. So you don't, they don't start saying like, oh, I was thinking about going over to Mom's for dinner on Sunday, and you just shut it down immediately because, yeah, you don't, you don't know where that's going to go. Right. So you let them I, finish that thought.
2: I, I think with, with, with couples, that the assumption, unfortunately, that we make after the first year or two is that we know everything they're going to say.
0: That is a great point. That That really ain't there
2: So to come back to what you had asked And I I, I went off on a tangent Oh no, that that wasn't a tangent The connector thing is that When you listen When you genuinely listen To your husband or wife When you allow your spouse the space The emotional safety To be more vulnerable with you To tell you their true truth That always brings you closer You know, think about it If your spouse feels that they won't be made wrong for their opinion. They'll be increasingly willing to reveal it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, just
2: reflect how wonderful it feels to you when someone wants and respects how you feel about things. It, it's a beautiful gift to give to your spouse.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's, I, I, I do this, I feel like, every podcast, but I relate things to sports because that's that's my background. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so often in sports, you hear of like positive reinforcement, and um, I feel like w- what you were just talking about, when, when you're putting people down or when you just shut them off uh, halfway through their sentences, they're going to stop opening up. And I feel Absolutely. when when you relate that to sports, it's you don't tell somebody that they're terrible at something over and over again because eventually they're just going to either quit or they're going to believe it and they shut off before they ever get going. And that's the same thing with like what you're talking about, communication, if you just continu- continually interrupt their thoughts, they're just going to stop sharing them with you.
2: Exactly. And even if you're not interrupting, <clears throat> if you're just shunting it with your own opinion right after, you're, qu- yeah. you're shutting them down.
0: That's a great point. And they will
2: stop talking to you. And men are quicker about that, by the way, than women. Women are more persistent in continuing to talk regardless. But yeah. men will shut down fairly quickly.
0: Yeah. Stop. Um, well, so, let
2: me give you the – pardon?
0: Oh, I was just going to ask if you, could, <laughs> if you could give us some sort of uh, aside from my little anecdote here, uh, could, could you give us a practical example of, of what we're talking about?
2: Sure, and let's stick with, you know, let, let's go to mom's. I want to go to mom's for Sunday night sure. dinner. Sure. So it's, it's an easy one to follow <laughs> through on. Yeah. So, in practical terms, let's say you've, you've done the listening thing and you've said, oh, you know, well, what about it is that is, is, you don't want to go? And let's say your spouse says then in return, well, every time we go over to your mom, she criticizes how we raise the kids. Now, if you're really listening, you don't now jump in to defend your mom. You don't express your opinion yet. You follow up with a really easy prompt, tell me more, in just a neutral voice. And your spouse might go on then with, well, you know, I don't want to fight with your mom about it. So I sit on my feelings and it makes the evening very unpleasant for me. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Ah. Now you've got the goal. Now you have something you can work through together. Now you actually understand why he wouldn't want to go to mom's for dinner. And you never, ever would have gotten there if you had just launched, you know, my mom makes roast beef and we can't afford it kind of thing.
0: Hmm. I, I, that, is, that is a really great um, example. Are, are, are there any other benefits to listening outside of getting mom's uh, roast beef? <laughs> and and, and uh, creating more closeness and, and finding those little golden moments?
2: The, the one which is ridiculously simplistic but completely true is when you listen to your spouse, they're much more likely to listen to you. Mm. I mean, it really is a what goes around comes around kind of thing. It's it's such a I I hate to use the term because it's been overused, but it is <laughs> such a win-win. Uh You cannot lose by really listening. You just can't, because they'll be more willing to listen to you. And even if your spouse is a chatterbox and and often has trouble listening to you, if you have been practicing genuinely listening to them, when they start their chatterbox, you can say, Honey, honey, let me me do what I let you do. Mm -hmm. Let me express what I have. And because you've been practicing it on them, they're going to be much more willing to quit chattering and listen to you even if for them that's not a natural thing.
0: Because they've seen the example.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And most people in a halfway decent relationship want to do for the other what's been done for them. hmm Yeah. You know, we're, we're not talking about couples who hate each other here. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about couples who are in pretty good shape and just want to get a hell of a lot better because it's so much fun when you're really sailing through life joyously.
1: hmm
0: and and I mean, okay. So let's take a quick little detour here. If if your spouse um, really is a chatterbox, or really just does not listen uh, mm-hmm. when when you've asked them to,
2: mm-hmm.
0: how how would you go about handling that situation? Or, or Easy. Is...
2: Start using body language. Okay. So sit with your spouse, <laughs> knee to knee. Take their hands <laughs> in your hands. Eyeball to eyeball, honey. I need you to please listen. <laughs> there is nothing like eye contact uh-huh. to, to connect the thread between the, the brain and the ear. That's why. I mean, people will tell, any, if you take any public speaking, anything like that, you try to make eye contact mm. because it's wh- how you connect with the person to sort of, you know, wave a flag at them saying, Hello, I need you to listen now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it works. And really, if you take your, your spouse's two hands and your two hands, and you stare them in the eye, something in their brain kind of goes, oh, I have to pay attention here. Yeah. And they will.
0: So as a – as a another little tangent here. As a professional in the industry, do you find um, that same type of connection is hard to come by when you're doing it virtually, say through Skype or iChat or one of those technologies, video chatting on the computer?
2: You mean the, the – um, uh the listening component
0: oh, the the oh. not not the listening but the connecting the so if yeah the eye contact so that they are really paying attention to you because they're that way they're well, not distracted here's
2: here's the the difficulty with any communication that doesn't involve face to face you know eye contact is that it has two two effects one is that people feel on the one hand much freer to communicate which is why texting has
0: mm-hmm. occurred oh uh huh
2: uh-huh, because they don't really feel... That. It's almost like if the person isn't looking at you, maybe they aren't seeing it, maybe they are. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that you don't get the, the cues, the body language cues that we pick up from each other on our facial expressions. So but, Skype is better.
0: I was about to say, what about the video chatting, though?
2: Yeah, the video stuff is better because you will at least pick up... Um, facial expressions mm -hmm. and such and you'll respond to them even if it's unconscious you'll just you'll just respond and also most people on video chat do tend to look into the camera as the eye yeah so and you can see from from the image on you on your screen whether the other person is looking towards you or not Mm -hmm. so certainly i would i would say if you want to stay genuinely connected video chat is going to be more effective Yeah. But there's a lot of, of, if you will, secrets told when you don't have to look at a person's eyes,
0: mm.
2: which is why I don't think one should ever exclude the written form Yeah. from how we communicate. Sometimes mm. you want to leave a little post-it that says, I love you. Yeah. When they're not looking at you, you're not looking at them. You just want to kind of snip it in.
0: And the other thing, too, is uh, uh, listening can be uh, passive or it could be, like, really attentive. Yeah. But reading really is – you can't be passive about reading, really. I mean, you really have to pay no. attention. So if you, if you want to communicate something and you want them to know that, you know, you love them, you can write it down. And can that's not something that can just, like, slip through their brain because they're tuned it out.
2: And quite frankly, for when I work with couples who have trouble uh, communicating, I will often suggest that they write – out whatever it is and leave it for their spouse to read
1: mm-hmm.
2: because some people just have too much trouble with opening their mouths and and having it come out in that way yeah you know the expression tongue-tied exists for a reason yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. uh we should come up with uh, some term for uh people who don't listen stupid <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what that we're gonna end on that point uh, so I hope everybody enjoyed listening, not hearing, but listening to this episode. Uh, it was another fantastic episode. And as you can tell, Noelle is chock full of wonderful information every every time she gets on the podcast. Um, so thank you so much for your time, Noelle.
2: Thank you, Steve. It's always
0: a pleasure. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And uh, as a reminder to you listening out there, uh, Noelle is a relationship expert Popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of nine best-selling books, uh, which you can find in the uh, Hitch Bookstore. There's a link on our homepage. Her two most recent are "Your Man Is Wonderful" and "Dangerous Relationships." You can also go to Noel's websites, uh, drnoelnelson.com and also YourManIsWonderful.com. You can follow Noel on Twitter at Dr. Noel Nelson. You can follow me on Twitter at Hitched Media. Uh, you can also fan us on Facebook. Uh, it's Facebook.com/Hitched. And uh, I sh- I, for those who don't follow me on Twitter or, or or do follow on Twitter and don't on Facebook, I should point out that the information that goes on Twitter and Facebook aren't the same thing so if you follow if, you, if you're a fan on Facebook you're not getting the same thing as those who follow on Twitter so just just to know that um, I, I do a lot more little nuggets of information and pass along information from uh, great people on Twitter like Noel so uh, if, if you're if you're not taking advantage of that and you don't even have to you know I don't even care if you follow me but I, I recommend reading reading my the, the stream because there's some really great information in there so um, of course, I would like you to follow though and follow Noel. So, uh, yeah, I think that's gonna do it. So, one last time, thank you so much, Noel, and I look forward to doing this again very soon.
2: Thank
0: you. Okay, take care, everybody. I just wanna say one thing. To my wife from home. Yo, I
2: did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table.
1: Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.